0: what's up elite army this is your kind of well kind of toxic host sarah rittendale bringing you another episode of well ish this seems like such a daunting thing to talk about and it's because it seems super big and unachievable And that's because it's so complex. If it wasn't, so many people wouldn't be so concerned with this. So, and this is going to sound pretty simple, but bear with me here. Let's just entertain the idea of deciding that it's not this big, complex thing. Just think about what that would be like if we were to make the decision that Defining who you are is not this big, monstrous, unachievable thing. Let's give ourselves permission to view who we are as a fun and exciting thing that is just as big of a deal as picking something off of the menu. Now, I understand that choosing who we are or understanding who we are is a bigger deal than picking something off of a menu because it's our whole life, it's who we are, it's who we show up as. It's not the decision between a burrito and an enchilada. I could always go back to the restaurant and pick the other item the next time to try it if I'm really being that indecisive, but that's not what this is. This is my life, this is my chance, this is who I am, this is my one shot. Well, guess what? You can always go back to the Who You Are restaurant and choose something else. The idea that we decide who we are is this colossal thing that we choose one time and it's the deciding factor and we're never allowed to change again, has to go. That is our toxic brain getting in the way of things. That is not how it has to be. And it's not how it is. Who you are can always change and evolve and develop. It can change every day, every hour every minute, every moment. Or you can choose to keep it the same if you find something that feels good and feels right for you. You are allowed to change your mind. It doesn't make you a hypocrite. It doesn't mean that you've lived this way for this long, so you just have to keep living this way. You can always change who you are just by a shift of ideas, a shift in mindset. And it's not this one thing. It's not just one solid chunk of who you are. There are so many pieces of you. It's every little aspect of what makes you you. But we'll get into that. I think first understanding that we always have the ability to choose who we are on a consistent and regular basis makes this idea of defining who we are so much less daunting. It does just a little bit rely on self-trust, trusting that you will always be on this continuous journey of learning who you are and that one day you will not have this feeling of, OMG, this is who I am, wash over you, that tomorrow you'll get to learn again and to the next day you'll get to learn even more and trusting that just like you've always had new ideas and a clearer vision of who you are in the past, you will have even clearer ideas and new mindsets and different perceptions of who you are in the future. And before you say, oh, I've never known who I am, or I've never had good ideas, so how could I think that I will in the future? Just think right now who you viewed yourself as when you were a child, who you viewed yourself as when you were in elementary school. Who you viewed yourself as on the playground with your friends. Who were you? Who would you define yourself as in those moments? Who were you in junior high when you were like hanging out with your posse? Who were you in high school when you first started dating people and you were driving? Where would you drive to and how would you think and how would you act and how would you show up? And you're not that person anymore. So the you, so who you define yourself as is always evolving. Because you can think of who you used to define yourself as, and you know that you know there's some pieces of you that might be the same, but there's also a lot of pieces of you that aren't the same anymore. It's because you always have this evolving vision of who you are, which is kind of why it's hard to pinpoint who you are, because it is ever-changing. But we want a little more clarity. We want a little more solidity. In understanding who we are. So, we've got something to grasp. We have something to lean on. So, how do we define who we are and how do we make those choices? Absolutely everything, everything you think, feel, believe, value makes up who you are. Your perceptions, your likes, your dislikes, your strengths, your weaknesses, your experiences how you interact with the world around you, all of that is a factor in deciding or making up who you are. When we look at it like that, it's so much easier, at least for me, to take it out of my head and put it into the real world and you can look at it that way. Defining who we are is not this state of being that I think we are so often led to believe. It is a state of doing and a state of thinking and a state of believing. It's not just something that we will float around existing emulate. It is the things that we do on a day-to-day basis. It's the things that we think and we believe in and the way that we perceive the outside world and who we show up every day as. It's not this crazy concept that you have to dive deep inside of you and and discover and, and it'll pour out of you and you'll be like, oh my God, this is who I am. It's just what you're doing right now. Like literally what you are doing right now, who you are right now is who you are right now. You're a confident person who doesn't let people push you around. You're a people pleaser that likes to make sure that other people are happy and will sometimes put their happiness over your own. You're somebody that easily gets bogged down by your emotions. You're somebody that's bubbly and loud and talks to anybody that they can make eye contact with. But that's also just a piece of who you are. You are also other things. You are also compassionate or maybe you're also selfish or maybe you're also loud or quiet or a homebody. There are so many pieces of who you are and they all come together and there's not going to be one word or one thing that defines who you are because it's not one thing. It's a compilation of a bunch of things that are, again, always subject to change. If you want to include compassionate for others on your resume of who you are, guess what? You have to show up compassionate. You have to Do actions that align with being compassionate for others. You have to believe in being compassionate for others. You have to hold a value of being compassionate for others. If you want to be a badass, you got to do badass things, no matter what that looks like to you. I'm not talking mission impossible, although if that is badass to you and that's what you want to do, then absolutely, that's part of it. But I just mean being confident or putting your foot down or standing your ground or speaking up. If that's badass to you, you have to do badass things. You have to believe in doing those things. You have to value doing that or thinking that or perceiving the world that way. Who you are should come naturally to you, but you can always add to your repertoire of who you are. If there are things that you want to be or a person that you would like to become or a version of you that you would like to leave behind, of course you can do that. But if it doesn't stick with you, it's likely that it's not meant for you. It's likely that you're trying to shove something into yourself that isn't actually who you are. But that doesn't mean that you can't be that It just means that you have to readjust and find a way to authentically fit it into who you are. Make it your own because what works for somebody else or what you're seeing in a movie or you're reading in a book isn't you. You have to figure out what is you and how you can show up as that thing in your own way. You should authentically believe in what you think and what you do. And if you often find yourself pulled away from that, it's okay. Again, like I said, you just have to readjust to find a way to make it fit for you. But stop trying to fit a square peg into a round hole because you want to look like a specific image or you want to be a certain thing. You just have to continue to readjust in order to make it work for you and the thing with this too is that you have to allow things to change. If you used to be a certain person and it just isn't working for you anymore and you weren't being pulled from it at, for a long time but now you are, you just don't have the same love for something that you used to. It's okay. Just go with that. And and you're allowed to change and you're allowed to have sh- a shift in values and if you do let that thing go and you do take a break from whatever that is and it comes back to you then it again, can be incorporated into who you are. It doesn't mean that you have to have this identity crisis and think like, oh my God, that's not who I am anymore, but this is all I've ever known, which is so likely, off. Like that happens so often because we stop liking things that we absolutely love, but it just means that you're evolving and you're shifting and, and it's just not where your focus or your priorities lie at that point in time and who you are has shifted a little bit. If something is a core piece of who we are, we will feel that longing for that. Trust that. Trust that you will feel the longing for something that you actually need that is a piece of you. If someone starts bringing up shit from your past that you don't want to talk about and it's making you uncomfortable, it's because you have a value of living in the present. That's who you are. If you value going to new places and experiencing new things and traveling, but you just can't afford world travel right now, so you go and experience places in your local town or around your town that you could drive to, even if that is trying out new restaurants every weekend, that is a piece of who you are. Now that you're listening to this, and oftentimes when we think about who we are, we start to radar things in our everyday life and clock them and be like, is this who we are? Is this who we are? Is this who I am? I don't know. And a lot of the time, if you're anything like me, it can get overwhelming because you're hyper fixated on trying to figure this out. And it can feel like all consuming and overwhelming. Like I said, that you just, you got to figure it out. But don't be afraid to ask yourself that question and remember to ask yourself that question as often as you can. Is this who I am? Because I promise you, I promise you, you will instantly receive an answer back. And if that answer back happens to be unsure, dive into it a little bit, explore it a little bit and see if it's something that you enjoy. And if it's not, readjust. And Recognize things that you dislike as well. See things that don't fit into you because that is also a indicator of who you are. I don't like small talk. (laughs) I don't. Like that is a piece of who I am. I'm not somebody that's gonna have surface level conversations with you. I can try, but it might be a little bit awkward and I'm sorry, but that's just part of who I am. I find more satisfaction in spending time by myself than spending time in a large group of people. That's just a piece of who I am. And here's the biggest thing that, of course, we have to come full circle to, and I would like to get across, is how this correlates then to self-love. We have to at least be in the process of learning who we are in order to attain authentic self-love. While you are trying to discover who you are, ask yourself, is this a part of me that I can unconditionally love? If the answer is yes, great. If the answer is unsure or doubtful, then it's likely you're going to have to readjust. Just like when we love other people, it's because of the way that they think and the way that they act and the way that they show up in the world and the way that they show up in your life. There is nothing wrong with any version of anyone, unless, of course, you're hurting people, but that should be a given and that's not what we're talking about, but that's why everyone is good enough the way that they are because there is no wrong way to be. It is whoever you can live with loving. If you can authentically, genuinely, unconditionally love that piece of yourself, then that is an okay piece for deciding that that is who you are. And that's why when we have these bad correlations to who we are, like we think okay, well, I'm showing up insecure. I'm showing up anxious constantly. I'm putting others down consistently. I can't make eye contact with people when I talk to them. I believe that I suck. I believe that I'm not good enough. I don't have self-trust. I don't respect myself. I allow other people to walk on me. If you cannot love that about yourself, that is not who you are. And that's who we have to put effort into learning how to improve. You can change for the hundredth time the things that you love about yourself. You can love something about yourself for a while, and then it just doesn't fit into your life anymore. And so it's causing more disdain than you need to have to deal with. But the more things that you can identify that make you you, that you know that you can unconditionally authentically love, you can classify as defining who you are. Thank you so much for listening to day three of the 28 days of self-love. Make sure to subscribe to the show so that you can get in here for day four tomorrow, where we're going to be talking about acceptance and surrender when it comes to self-love. Make your day kick ass and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.